everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same-day text estimate at 401-617-2585. Text him at 401-617-2585. And what I mean is, if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant safe solution Wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people, go to uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash. Bethel Softwash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae instead. Bethel Certified Softwash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment, free estimate, 401-617-2585. And look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Softwash. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, especially this time of year, who knows how long you're going to just be remaining in your house. You might as well be nice and comfortable. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. They'll keep you warm in the wintertime, cool in the summertime. 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial, and they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Maybe while you're home and, and you right now are staying home and just staying in your home because of the coronavirus and you're realizing that it could be a little more comfortable, your heating system could be better, or a cooling system, call JKL. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Joining us is uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Hello, Dan. Hello, John. How are you? I'm very well. Dan, I want to start off uh, before we get into some of the topics, but just how uh, I'm interested, interested to hear how the virus has affected just the day-to-day operations of what your schedule is like now and just how the Globe, when I go on to uh, the Globe website and I read the Boston Globe each day, obviously because of the increased uh, Rhode Island coverage, but just in general, um, it, it is incredible the amount of content and how once again in something like this, how the paper has, has stepped up and the coverage is second to none. Well, thank you for saying that. You're, you're right. The, the change is dramatic. Um, and I know there's lots of news organizations that are going through this. I'm sure you're going through this personally as well. Uh, right off the bat, we're not in our newsroom. And up in Boston, we have no reporters in the Globe's newsroom. We're doing everything remotely. Um, and so that's a massive change because, you know, you go from even in our small Rhode Island bureau, you know, going from having three people in our office, being able to very quickly, you know, have people down here and things like that, that's obviously a big change. But uh, then, and, and so, so there, there's that part of it, but then there's, there's also just the, uh, you know, the, the, the fact is whenever there is a major crisis, and this is the first time we've ever covered anything like this, but whenever there's something, uh, you know, a massive story, you're, you're not working normal hours or days. I mean, you know, I, I already tend to work a lot of hours every week. I feel like I, you know, have been getting maybe three or four hours of sleep and then it's screen time forever, right? That you're, you're literally just on your, you know, on your computer, on your phone, trying to get in touch with people. You know, we've been going to obviously the governor's press briefings. Um, and so you're, you're always trying to obviously be competitive and, and, and you know, you, you kick yourself when the other news outlets have a good story, when you were, when you, about somebody 
you know, testing positive. We're all scrambling to run after that. But uh, you're, you're also just the amount of time that you're spending doing the basics, updating people on here's how many people have been tested. Uh, it really, really takes a toll. And right now you're still in a little bit of the adrenaline phase where, you know, you're, you're racing for all of the furries on this thing. I can't imagine what two or three weeks from now it looks like if we're all just every day having to report, you know, here's how many people are positive, here's how many people have been tested. That seems like it's going to be very difficult to do. I agree. Just two thoughts on that. Number one, and I'm not just saying it just because you're with the Boston Globe, but I think and I want people to understand this. This was really well illustrated in the movie Spotlight, where just as they were on the verge of breaking the huge pre-scandal, 9-11 hit and the reporter that's it. That's the story. You're off. You're on a plane to Florida to find out because that's where the terrorists were, were training down there. And then, you know, the stuff gets on the back burner that happened in real life. That does happen. The other part that you mentioned, um, every time, sometimes when something major happens, it forever kind of changes the landscape. For instance, computers, for what I understand, computers used to be almost when they first built, they were like the size almost of a small car. That's right. And then then when they realize, well, wait a minute, we want to have these things be able to go up into space and the astronauts use them, that's when they really started to make them. And now think how small they are, the laptop and the, the iPad or the phone and everything else. I think, um, and I'd like to hear your thoughts, but I think the old element of just the newsroom, I, I think forever people are going to realize the, uh, the new normal will be the working remotely uh, type of from a newsroom. Yeah, I, I think that's a real possibility. The danger in that, of course, is that, there is something to be said for having, you know, your editors and, and, and not just editors, but subject matter area experts, things like that, sort of all around each other. So I could just get up, walk, you know, 15 feet down the, the you know, the hall and talk to somebody that knows this stuff. But you're right. What we're proving, what, what, is, what there's no question is happening. And you're seeing this not just in newspapers. I've been watching everybody. I've been watching the, yes. the television has been very interesting yes. because as you know, they're, they're, you know, the anchors are not positioned next to each other. No. Or things like that. And, and you're right. I, I think what, what you're seeing here is, you know, uh, uh, some level of technology innovation. Um, I think you could see a lot more of it going forward. What, what, what's also going to be interesting is we keep referring, you, you just said it, the new normal, we keep referring to, okay, you know, everyone's adjusting to, this life of isolation and, and, and the new normal. I'm curious what the real new normal will be. Let's say get through all of this July 1st, August 1st. What's just the, the, the American public going to be like then, you know, are, are we going to have less handshaking? Are we going to, you know, be more isolated? Are we going to move to being sort of stuck in, you know, at home rather than in, in the office all the time? Uh, that's the real new normal. We're not close to that yet. No. And just one last thing, and then I do want to move on to some of the topics that the, the Globe and yourself have been covering. A huge story is, I don't have to tell you, last year was the Boston Globe really went in depth on the traffic situation, the nightmare traffic situation in Massachusetts. It, it's really getting worse. It's, it's gridlock. And, and then you have Uber coming in and then Amazon and everything else. But I think the remote workforce i think there's going to be more of a focus on companies that realize what we need to do is how unproductive it is to have our employees stuck in traffic you're going to have more people working remotely from home i think that's going to be seen as boy that's the real alternative to the the traffic crunch right it's just having people working from home oh i completely agree with you and i'll tell you the the downside to that is and and you know nobody's saying this right now but you could see when you're a news organization like the globe uh, you're seeing the Rhode Island, our Rhode Island team sort of be able to go off without a hitch um, and, 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 and not be in our office in Providence right. right now. You know, you could see a lot of people, uh, companies say, boy, you, you don't really need that nice fancy office. That's right. Downtown. Sure. So I'm hoping that, that I can make the case that we'll be able to stay in there selfishly. <laughs> now, folks, it's John DePietro. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I want to start off in the midst of all this. When people are thinking, boy, it can't get any worse. Number 12 announces to the world and the coverage of the globe has been incredible that, in fact, Tom Brady is leaving. And, you know, Dan Shaughnessy had kind of written a mocking column of, oh, please, you know, there's no way he's going to tamper unless he really wants to do the extension of TB, TB12 to TB Tampa Bay. But, boy, that that 
really caught everybody off guard. And once in the, the globe coverage of Tom Brady leaving was has been uh, tremendous to read. Well, the, the, the nice thing is that this is one of those things where surprisingly you actually had a ton of lead time on it because as you know how this works for, for people out there who are, who are just listening. So for the amount of, of, of hype that, that the Tom Brady free agency um, has sort of had for the last several weeks and really several months, you got to remember all the Globe reporters, the sports team, you know, had a lot of stories already in place. The React piece, the who's to blame piece, the, you know, the column, I think Shaughnessy today has the column about, you know, he's the greatest that ever lived kind of thing. These things are, are things you're already taking care of. And if, if he re-signs, you never have to deal with it or you worry about it next year. Uh, the, the interesting thing, though, is editorially, you know, the Tom Brady news, by the way, the, 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 the amount of web traffic and, and, and views and stuff on the coronavirus is massive, right? We're seeing an unprecedented level of new subscribers and, of course, web traffic. But as soon as Tom Brady story hits, what moved to the top of the Boston website was the Tom Brady story. And so, yeah. you know, we had to develop that is really important news. I know, so, you know, we got a little bit of criticism from folks online who said, boy, you know, don't you know there's a coronavirus? I, I would argue that we can do, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time. I think the, the coverage of Brady is incredibly important. This is a guy who's had a probably the most meaningful impact on in New England uh, of, of really anybody in history in many ways. And so you had to cover that and give it its, its due. And I'm sure we will continue to do it. And of course, you know, we have 150 reporters who are all over the coronavirus as well. Remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny, it's Patricia, maybe Kaylee answers the line. Look for them on Facebook, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. So you're riding along and you're maybe minding your own business and going the speed limit, and boom, you just never know when you can find yourself in an accident. You have people that are texting and driving, or they're drunk drivers, or you have people that they're compromised, or they're they're on something, or whatever it may be. People just, they're not paying attention, they're texting, they go through a stop sign, they go through a red light, uh, they drive very recklessly through a parking lot, and all of a sudden, you have damaged your vehicle. Well, the first thing you wanna do is call 911, fill out a police report. If you can drive your vehicle, your first phone call is to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Maybe you know someone. Do you have a family member or a friend or someone you work with that was in a car accident? Listen, it's it's uh, number one, it shakes you up. Number two, hopefully you're okay. But number three, let's get the car fixed. Call West Fountain, 272-3340. They're going to work for you not the insurance company. Now, if you're in an accident and you can't drive your vehicle, it was that badly damaged, when the tow truck shows up, tell them, bring this vehicle to West Fountain Auto Body. Look for them on Facebook. This is where I would bring your car. This is where I bring friends, car, family. They will repair your vehicle. They'll handle everything for you. Showroom-like condition. Get it back on the road. West Fountain Auto Body. Since 1927, 401 401- 272-3340-401-272-3340. Look for them on Facebook, West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, it's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Now, Dan, we are going to touch on Rhode Island, but I would like to start with uh, the Boston Globe. Number of state cases in mass now rise to 218 as Governor Baker announces help to local health boards. But the other story and headline of the Boston Globe that is truly frightening is hospitalizations for the coronavirus escalate in greater Boston. The picture that is shown, which shows uh, the people in full garb as far as protective gear, yellow tents behind them, I mean, and, and set up triage. It, it does look like something out of, I, I don't know what it would look like, almost like a wartime triage setup i mean it kind of reminds me of anyone that used to watch the old show mash where they were just setting up the tents and living in this is um 
I'd like you, if you don't mind, just talk about the situation in Massachusetts to start off and Governor. Baker. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the challenge that they're running to and these are the big states, you know, the, the Massachusetts, and the New Yorks of the world, of course, you're going to probably see this Florida, California as well, is is that you do have, you know, a, a very sort of healthy uh uh, health system, right, in these states, right? These are not places where you don't, where you have a lack of hospitals and things like that. The real challenge, though, is it, what everybody's seeing is, okay, the numbers continue to climb. At some point, you're going to hit a, a point where you're going to, ha- where you probably are going to have a real jump in these numbers. The number of ICU beds um, are, are, is the real major concern. And so right now, you're in an okay place, generally speaking. But I think what, what the Massachusetts health system is really preparing for is this deep fear that you're going to have, you know, uh, thousands of people who need, who need real intensive care uh, and, they're, and the, the system's just going to be overloaded. That's why they talk so much. You know, it, you hear a lot of people, you know, refer to the phrase flatten the curve. It's not about we want fewer people to get sick, period. It's we want fewer people to get sick over a short period of time. What, what you, the right. ideal thing here is, you know, it, it, again, if, if you're listening to experts who say, you know, m- you know, half of us or more will end up getting some version of this, you want this to spread out so that you and I can potentially still talk on the phone when we're sick and, and, and you know, and broadcast and generally live our lives. But you don't want, you know, thousands of people lining up at the hospital. I think Massachusetts is preparing for that. I mean, I think every state really is. But where you're seeing the big chunk, I will say, John, that, that, that I think Governor Baker has done a uh, – I think he's really bounced back. Of course, being out of state initially, real bad yes. look for him. But he's taken, you know, really taken charge. I think he, he followed some of the things that Governor Raimondo has done. And then he, he – of it right he, he he was he was quicker on uh restaurants and, and bars closing that than rhode island was and so i think he's you know he's shown why he is considered such a good leader and so you know so far so good there but there is real concern that that especially for icu beds that there are not going to be enough available you know and that's a big problem i was reading that or actually i heard an interview with the governor of new york governor cuomo when he said that he spoke to President Trump and the president said to him, what do you need? And he said, I I need the Army Corps of Engineers because I need to build hospitals. Apparently, and he said in China, they built two hospitals in two weeks. Now, you know, around here, that would be impossible. (laughs) Can you imagine that type of production thing here? But when you have the Army Corps of Engineers, you're literally going to see hospitals going up and and, and not like, you know, a Rhode Island hospital, but but just something that could function as a hospital. And now, Dan, right now, do you have any thought is how is it that Massachusetts and Rhode Island that basically a little bit off, but Massachusetts seemingly I know they're a bigger state, but 200 more cases confirmed of the coronavirus. Now, do you think is that a matter because they're testing more people or how can there be such a discrepancy? I think I heard the governor say Rhode Island's testing 100 a day. And, and uh, I d- heard someone else, a state saying that that at some point they want to get up to five thousand yeah. a day. But any thought as to because because both states started at the same starting line and then all of a sudden to be 200 over Rhode Island. Yeah, I mean, I, I think to be very clear, you and I, and I think I, I would think the governor would acknowledge. I think the governor, in fact, did acknowledge yesterday that that it is very likely that there are lots of people out there who ha- who would test positive who are sick or who maybe who have been sick, um, who, 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 who are likely, you know, infected or have been infected with the coronavirus, right? So the numbers are based solely on the people who actually get tested, right? So, so I think that's one factor. I think another factor, Massachusetts, remember, that Biogen conference, for, for you know, which is where a big cluster of, um, of infected people kind of came from and where that sort of spread, right? That that was yep. in Boston. So I think you do see a little bit more of that. The other thing to, to keep in mind and early on in, in the Rhode Island case, uh, you know, when it was coming just from St. Ray's, you, you remember you'd hear, okay, there are three positive tests in Rhode Island. Uh, there is one person in Massachusetts who 
actually was involved with Rhode Island, but they're a Massachusetts resident. We have not gotten a true update on that front just yet. We don't know how many people are okay. sick in, or, you know, who maybe let's say you work for the hospital here or, or something like that, where you're sick here, but maybe you live just over the line in Connecticut. Maybe you live just over the line in Massachusetts. We have not gotten a very clear update. So I think that's part of it as well. Um, you know, I, potentially Rhode Island did a better job than, than some other places. But I think more realistically, it's that, yeah, we're testing fewer people. And, and I, I think the, the, the real, that Biogen conference was a, was a major factor for Massachusetts. That definitely. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Do you need a good plumber? Are you in need of a good plumber? You know, suddenly you have a plumbing emergency? Well, call Victor Quartz today at 401-714-8478. Whether it's problems with your pipes or your drain, repair and maintenance, you can depend on Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland. Family-run business over 20 years. Call Victor Quartz today at Quartz Plumbing of Cumberland, 401 714 8478 fully licensed and insured a plumbing service you can depend on you're in need of a plumber something wrong the bathroom the kitchen some pipes a drain call quartz plumbing of cumberland today 401-714-8478 401-714-8478 family-run business over 20 years call victor quartz at quartz plumbing today This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local, a.k.a. sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals. 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA Professionals. Definitely escalated. Folks, it's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, I hear from people that work locally at our hospitals, and they tell me two things. Number one, the amount of people in Rhode Island that work in Boston and then come back. And number two, uh, almost heated conversation. I actually had a heated conversation with someone yesterday insisting the number is much higher than that. Our hospitals are under uh, duress and it, it, there are people that are infected. And I, I, I tell them, I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, the press conferences are held. There's Dr. Nicole Scott. There's, there's uh, Dr. Governor Raimondo. And they say that's the number. I, I, I certainly can't go over there and say I want to or Dan McGowan can't. Right. We want to look at your records and so forth. This is one of those situations when they stand up there and they say that's the number that has to be the accepted number. I, I agree. And, and I hear the frustration with some people in their voices saying like that it's it's much higher than that. And, and, and I tell them I have no control over that. I don't know if you've encountered that or you hear from a lot of people, but. <laughs> I, I get the feeling at any day now we're definitely going to see this thing, thing spike because it let, let's be logical. It doesn't make sense that two states side by side um, and, and, and in all due respect, I, I haven't seen us do anything differently no, right. than, than Massachusetts. So I know like Governor Raimondo was on with Wolf Blitzer and, and everyone's doing what they can. I think they're both trying to uh, display leadership, but it's not like we've taken some dramatic different course of action as a result of Baker didn't. That's why they have 200 more. No, it, you're, you're 100% right. By the way, a lot of people are giving us credit uh, for, you know, doing the, the closures of schools, the closures of restaurants, bars. 
let's be very clear, the number was pretty low uh, before those decisions were made, right? The, the, the closure of bars and restaurants and schools were this week. Uh, and so the numbers were, were already relatively low. So it's hard to, you know, exactly suggest that because Rhode Island took, you know, extra steps that you're not seeing as many cases. I think for the people out there, because I'm getting the same emails and calls from people saying, you know, I know this person tested positive, or I know, you know, I know what's happening in these, you know, uh, in the hospitals when they're having staff meetings and having these conversations. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, it, the, we get a lot of, you should do more investigative reporting. It's real hard when the, when the officials say, here's what the number is. And I will tell you this, you know, you've gone to the, the hospital questions and the official line right now isn't a denial. It is not a denial that there are people who are, who are sick or there might be, you know, a doctor here or a healthcare worker here. It's, we're referring to the Department of Health. And, and so that's, that's right. sort of the, the official line uh, right now. And so I, I think it's, I think, I think it's, I understand the frustration, frustrated. Look, we want the, the most accurate and real numbers out to, right. to get out to people too. And this is incredibly important because, Again, if this spread, you know, if this were to spread through a hospital, if this were to spread through a nursing home, I mean, go look out in, in Washington where this really broke out in Seattle or outside of Seattle. You know, it starts in the nursing homes where, you know, you have a bunch of a vulnerable population, you have people get sick, it gets spread, and boom, you've got a crisis. So I, I think that, that there's, there's no doubt that we're sort of waiting for that next kind of shoe drop. Um, but your point you're right i mean right now we sort of have to rely on the numbers that are being given to us by the department of health dan mcgowan what do you think the governor is going to announce about the schools because on the one hand if you look at some of the numbers i mean and and i received an email from a a restaurant person saying based on the numbers of 23 positive 2500 self-quarantine uh 403 tests negative 305 pending Based on that, it certainly sounds that she should would announce that uh, starting next week, the kids are going back to school and all the bars and restaurants are going to open. I just don't think that's the case. And not when you have in Massachusetts. And I'm looking at your reporting where Boston has closed school through April 27th. So what do you think Governor Mundo is going to do about the schools? There is no chance that that students will be back in next week. Let's so be very clear about that. My guess is she's going to uh, exactly what she did last week in many ways, which is sort of hedge her bets. I think I think she'll take immediate action by saying, look, you know, we're ordering every school to not open. We're going to do this some version of virtual learning. Maybe she puts a, 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 a light time frame on it. Maybe you say, maybe you do it to match Boston, right? You say two, three weeks uh, through, you know, through the, or say through the end of April, just to, to, for the even number. Um, I think she's very hesitant to say, Schools canceled for the rest of the year for the exact reason that that you're giving uh, separate from schools, which is in in the restaurant industry. Don't make no mistake about it. When, when Mayor Lorza uh, said last week before everybody else that that you know he doesn't want people going out to bars and restaurants when he was limiting the number of people that could be out in public, the number of calls that went directly to the mayor screaming at him telling wow. him you know you're gonna you're gonna ruin my business these kind of things that's what really happens and don't think for a second that there aren't a bunch of restaurant owners right now who are saying wait a minute the numbers have barely moved all week why can't we open next week right I think what the, the governor needs to do for both schools for restaurants for lots of businesses is to you know continue to make the case that look this is the beginning things seem to be going okay but you know, we, we don't know what next week will look like. Um, you know, in some ways, this is a weird way of saying it, but you do have to wonder if the state could show, hey, 10 new cases, 20 new cases, then you make the case for, look, we told you this wasn't done. We told you this was going to happen. You have to say hunker down. If we get to Friday and there are 25 cases here, I do think you're going to start to hear from uh, – parents who are saying like look i'm gonna i'm gonna lose my job even if i do still have a job because i have to take care of my kids i think you're gonna hear that from restaurants and businesses as well now dan you have a very interesting story about the providence superintendent and this is something that he has uncovered and people think about all right let the kids go home and they have chromebooks we're going to do virtual learning 
And boy, Harrison Peters has really stepped into a challenge. Yeah, I mean, talk about a guy who come in a month ago, less than a month ago, and his job is to, you know, reform the school district that has been failing for generations. And then they say, oh, by the way, we're going to hand you a global pandemic to deal with, too. Uh, I don't envy this guy at all. What, what he's saying right now is, look, the first priority is make sure, you know, the kids who don't who don't always get to eat for lunch at home, we need to get them set. We need to get Chromebooks in the hands or laptops in the hands of every kid, which they seem to be doing. I asked him, what's the number one thing you need? And he, and he, he almost, he, it was almost a desperation call. He said, we need Wi-Fi. You need to tell everybody that we need Wi-Fi access. Because, right, if you're going to have some sort of extended online learning platform, you do need internet access to make that possible. And the libraries can't handle, you know, thousands and thousands of kids popping in all the, you know, all the time. Uh, in fact, they're, most of them are closed or, or doing, you know, remote stuff. So I, I, it, this is an, it, it, a very difficult task. And what it, what it also does is, you know, you and I talked for months and months and months about, wait, when are they going to tell us what they're doing with Providence schools? Boy, this could push that, you know, that conversation, you know, away for another several weeks or months. And then who knows where you end up at the beginning of next year, assuming everything is, you know, is, is healthy and everyone can go back to school. So this sets back, I think, Providence a great way. And it's a heck of a task for a, for a brand new superintendent who's probably still you know, learning the streets of Providence at this point. Remember, for your business, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, Mega Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508 336 2110 mega truck and trailer appear fhwa inspections or an island state inspection station trailer pickup and delivery 24-hour mobile service abs repairs brakes doors if it's on a trailer they can fix it mega truck and trailer appear call them 508-336-2110 508-336-2110 for mega truck and trailer repair This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Henry Oil since 1947. What a Rhode Island success story. Folks, call them today, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil. It's Carmine, it's Lori. As I said, since 1947, full-service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 24-hour burner service for contracted regular customers. They have oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans, lock and cap pricing, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential and commercial fuel oil delivery. Go with a local company that you can support and depend on Henry Oil in 1947. It was Carmine Henry DeSanto delivered that fuel oil with a single truck operation from his gas station on Manton Avenue in Providence. And now the tradition continues. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery serving Rhode Island and parts of Mass since 1947. Call my friends at Henry Oil today, 401 521 0200 401-521-0200 you can also as i mentioned check out their website it's henryoil.com henryoil.com take advantage of the lock and cap pricing or the oil burner service and installation or their automatic delivery or their budget plans full service fuel company that you can depend on henry oil call them today 401-521-0200 Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, online at henryoil.com. It's John DePietro. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. 
Dan, uh, just before I let you go, if you could just touch on two stories. One is uh, your colleague, Ed Fitzpatrick, had a very uh, unique, he had some exclusive information regarding what now is really shaping up to be. If this all goes forward, and right now this week, you know, the courts are closed, but it is the upcoming Jeff Britt trial, and we're getting more indication of what the defense is going to be. And he, uh, he had a very, the Globe had a very interesting tidbit about some interaction, allegedly, between uh, Britt and the Speaker's Chief of Staff, Leo Skenyon. That's right. Well, this is, a, this is one of those uh, things that has been uh, behind the scenes that, that you know, people have been saying to us and to Ed, certainly, for months. You know, there, there's the, everybody's been kind of saying, wait a minute, don't believe for a second that the Speaker's office or the Speaker's Chief of Staff didn't know, you know what was happening. In fact, they you know, wanted Jeff Britt to allegedly to sign some sort of affidavit that said the Speaker knew nothing about this. Uh, and finally, it made its way into court documents, because as you know, the gossip that we hear, even if it's from very reliable, almost direct yep. sources, you know, it's one thing to say it to us. And then when we ask to say this on the record, they tell us, no, 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 you can, you know, you can't do that. It's another thing to put it into court documents. And the other, the other really fascinating thing, I think you and I find this very interesting, is one of the first times that I can remember in a high-profile trial um, uh, maybe going back to the Buddy Sancy days, is the, the names of media members getting pulled yes. into potentially a witness list. Uh, I think it puts media members in a really tough bind because, look, we all have conversations with, you know, you and I have talked about this. Jeff Britt uh, for years has been, you know, somebody who, who talks to the media very regularly. Uh, and so to be in a spot where maybe you get called to the stand as a radio host or as, you know, uh, an online, founder josh fenton for example you know what exactly are you are, are, are you going to say to a judge uh about maybe a private conversation that you were involved in yeah and that's a major problem uh for those that didn't see it but josh fenton who dan worked with at go local right. and uh, dan york at wpro both are on the witness list now i can tell you as a media person I, i'll be interested to see how they cover that and if both of them try to go under the the, the journalist shield of some kind, because I have personal experience. I was subpoenaed in the Plunderdome trial. I was subpoenaed initially in the um, Mark DeSisto when he was doing the special prosecutor investigating the um, who, who leaked the tape mm. to Jim Terracani of NBC 10. And there's a longer story there, but uh, it wasn't something we took lightly and we fought it. And I did fight it. And the radio station, HJJ at the time, we fought it. We hired Joe Cavanaugh. And what we ended up settling on was uh, that it was going to be a very narrow lane of questioning that I would answer to simply because in our business, it is death knell bad for business. If someone who relies on you rely on as a source and they confide things to you, they then see you in open court talking about it. Oh. And 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 I, I can't tell you how much after that I had to do damage control. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, and it and it took a while and and it, it does really impact things. And if Kavanaugh had not been able to navigate that, I was then also again subpoenaed by the CNC people and um, they wanted me to do a deposition beforehand. And then they initially barred me from the trial. <laughs> and then we fought that as well. So I do have some experience with it. And I want to tell you, it, but it, it's bad for business because there were people during that period who would not return my phone calls. Of course. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's bad for business. It's Let's be honest. It's very stressful for you. My, my one experience as a reporter in, in a legal system was the city of Providence sued me back when I worked for Go Local to try to get me to kill a story. And it was ridiculous. It was an awful lawsuit. But do you know what it's like? I mean, you know, to, to, to be told and to be served a subpoena is a very nerve-wracking thing. It is. And so, yeah. so you know, it takes its toll there. It also, I mean, what if this potentially goes to trial, it, what, and if, it, you know, if there isn't some sort of, you know, shield or, or if there isn't really a narrow line of questioning for the media, you know, it becomes a very interesting thing because oh, what, boy. what is, you know, my question is always, it's one thing, look, we talk to, my job is to talk to sources, right? And, right. and when it's off the record and when it's, you know, just on we all can say, hey, you're being stupid here. You know, you give your, your, your advice, not advice that you should do this. You just say, hey, come on, what's going on here? You do that thing. But 
you know, do you go down this path where, you know, people are asking you, were you an advisor to the speaker? Were you an advisor right. to Mr. Britt? Uh, and, and, and that becomes a very ugly thing for the media. Um, you know, my, my, the back of my, my gut still tells me that this thing ends up being, you know, uh, uh, not going to the trial of the century. As a reporter, I'm hoping it does. But yeah, I'm very interested in the media narrative. I'm very interested in how the, the speaker's office will be able to wiggle around this idea that, you know, Jeff Britt was asked to sign an affidavit that wasn't true. Um, and at the very least, I think this is going to be ugly for everyone, even if Mr. Britt is the only one who's actually done anything wrong. Right. And just one thing, their spin, I don't know if you've heard their spin is, well, no, we asked him to sign it because it was true that the speaker didn't know it. So that's what they're saying is, oh, we asked him to sign it because he knew that the speaker didn't know anything about it. But that was that was so pivotal because that was really the breakoff point. It showed you the level of trust that Leo Skenyon had at the time that he actually was sent and he thought he could get Brick to sign that. So, well, well, and one, it, one, one more thing on that, John, I'm sorry that the, the other thing is that that. To talk about that level of trust, I mean, look, the chief of staff for the Speaker of the House, it doesn't matter if it's the Speaker, the last one, or the, you know, 10 speakers ago. The chief of staff is, generally speaking, you think the Speaker is the most powerful person in Rhode Island? It's the chief of staff who's really the most powerful person in Rhode Island because they're making all the decisions. And let's be very clear. The chief, Leo Skenyon and Jeff Britt remained in very close contact for a long, long time after that 2016 campaign. Yes. And it also just showed, Dan, that as someone explained to me and a defense attorney explained to me that he described it as prior to that, they were maintaining what they call all hands in the middle, kind of like when you do a huddle with a team and then you all right, you know, win on three, one, two, three, win. And they were all maintaining that that broke it up right there uh, when Britt refused to sign that document. But I am hearing from an aide to the speaker that tracked me down or a friend, I should say, a friend friend of the speaker tracked me down and said, oh, no, no, the reason they asked him to sign that because that's what the truth was. Dan McGowan, each day I wake up, I get an email uh, that says roadmap and tell people how they can get it. Yeah, every day you're going to get new information from me about usually (laughs) the last couple of weeks is going to be the coronavirus, probably the next couple of weeks too. Uh, You do get some original reporting, like you mentioned, Ed Fitzpatrick's uh, Jeff Britt story. You know, I had an interesting take today on the superintendent of Providence, uh, examples like that. Every day before 8 a.m., it goes to your inbox. It's completely free of charge. If you just send a blank email to rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com, I'll know what it is, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job. We'll talk to you again. Thanks so much, John. Have a good one. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 401-351-7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system the energy efficient they're quiet more affordable than you think if you're saying no gas guess what no problem let jkl engineering design and install a high efficiency heat pump system including ductless splits heats in the winter cools in the summer these units are so efficient it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90 percent highest rebates in the market And they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory, authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm in the wintertime. Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. The original, the best. 
JKL Engineering. Call them 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online. Just uh, go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, no eyes. You can also contact me through the website. I stress that enough. As much as I stress that, you'd be surprised the number of people that say, um, how can I get a hold of you? What's your email or something like that? So just go to the website. It's all there. Uh, and then also you can, if you ever miss any portion of the show, you can also uh, go to the website, depetro.com. And then you just click on the tab at the top. They call it a dashboard. It's at the top of the page or right near the top. You'll see a radio show and radio shows. And then if you click on that, if you ever miss any portion of the program, then you can listen that way. And there are people, uh, you know, and it says, so at the very top, you'll see home. At the very top, it says listen live. So you click there and listen live. Then it says home. Then it says meet me, then radio show, merchandise, advertise, and contact. And remember, um, this is a tough time, but this is, at the same time, a great way to reach people. So if you would like to support the show and advertise your business, uh, by all means, contact me. Uh, the good way to do that through the website, and then you can read everything uh, at depetro.com. I want to um, also mention, again, another happy, well, happy birthday, Patricia Westfountain. Her birthday was... St. Patrick's Day. And so happy birthday to Patricia. It's an odd time for uh, someone to be celebrating either a birthday or then I, I really feel terrible. I received a, uh, a beautiful email from a mother who um, was venting that this Saturday it was uh, is her daughter's wedding. And there, as you can imagine, folks, everything completely thrown off. And what do you do with something like that? And this has been planned for over a year. So, um, you know, as much as it is difficult for everyone and everyone's trying to cope through with this is, um, how about all these people that say, you know, the, the, this is like never happened to me before. Well, it's never happened to anyone before. I mean, we are absolutely in uncharted waters. I want to point out a couple things. Um, and one of them is the situation in Newport. If you check the Providence Journal or read in the Providence Journal, the Newport Parade Marshal charged with DUI. You know, how we are responsible. That was embarrassing what happened over the weekend in Newport, where they still insisted, uh, like laughing, like going to swim when there's a shark in the water and still having a St. Patrick's Day celebration in Newport and the people dressed up in green and blah, blah, blah. Newport is getting hit hard. Newport that relies on tourism. Newport cannot afford to have a pandemic spread, turn into a hotspot. Newport, because they were regular open for business, Newport had people from all over come in, including busloads of college kids from um, from New Rochelle, New York, which is the containment zone. You know, that, that was a poor decision. And you could tell Newport to me, they're like uh, the mayor and Larry, the mayor and Jaws, you know, um, Remember, enemy means friendly, and we're open, and it's going to be a best summer, and you see people enjoying themselves. And Newport, their first vote was to still do the parade. And then you see that uh, the Grand Marshal charged with DUI, even though they didn't have the parade. Then they took a second vote from pressure from the state, and then they didn't have it. But then they still signaled, hey, we're open for business. I think that was a very poor decision. And you're realizing why. I hope some people now are realizing. For instance, the story in the Providence Journal Rhode Island Hospital may face grim choices if it spikes. How about the, uh, uh, right now, the dwindling supply of ventilators? Who would ever think that that is a big commodity now and we don't have enough of them? The ventilators, that's huge. And I'm also reading in the Providence Journal, state health officials keeping track ventilators in the availability of intensive care unit beds, that's the ICU, instructing staff reuse unsoiled surgical masks for up to two days so they don't burn through their dwindling supply of protective equipment folks this is not business as usual at at the hospitals and i hope also people recognize and see that when you have you know how are these nba players getting it there's a story you know kevin garnett and a number of the the new um, brooklyn nets that they have the virus 
and you have to wonder that's how, how are they getting it i mean it's it's spreading that way and apparently one of the nets is very very sick the other some of the other ones they they feel fine i like the idea that they're saying and i'm not sure who exactly said it it could have been uh, dr sanjay gupa but but act pretend think of yourself as your contagious and that's how you have to act around other people because then you don't want to you don't want to spread it you don't want to be a spreader i received an email and remember you can always email me john at dipetro.com and they, they there are some people that are upset that the schools and i'm seeing on the front page of the province journal at school three virus takeaways breakfast lunch computers um i you know to me that's i, I agree with everything the person was saying to me that look at how now they started off with just like a, a free breakfast. It used to be breakfast was provided for children in poverty. They received free breakfast. Then it turned into lunch. Now most, now the schools, everybody gets it. Now it's become that even when the kids aren't in school, the parents are not expected to prepare the meal. I, I agree with all that, but to me, the t the time for that argument is just not right now. We just that's. That's an argument when you when you have almost the freedom and the ability to. I I, I agree with you and those that are saying it. I, I I don't. I should say I don't disagree with that. They're right. Look at how this has now morphed into that it became as just in case the child wasn't getting enough, it was provided as as kind of like a little extra crutch, if you will, as almost a fallback. All right, let's make sure the kids are fed properly, so we'll make sure that they have lunch in in. Um, breakfast and lunch and now it has turned into even when there is no school even when there is no school now the schools are provided and that's something I, I just still come back and I to me part of it though is that's almost like an argument for another day um, I'm not disagreeing with those and many of you have emailed me this and posted things like that on uh, my Facebook page John DePietro show uh, but I, I just don't know if if right now is is the time what what has to happen it's I don't, I don't know if that's a priority argument is is what I'm saying. I don't think you're wrong. And 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 someone, I received an email from someone that said that, you know, it's a neighbor and they're going to the school and they're picking up all these extra meals and they, they you know, she sees her shopping and she's got the EBT cards and they're driving expensive cars and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of that is going on, but it, it has to, you have to look at that as, in any situation there's a 10 percent maybe is it 10 percent something that will take advantage but you have to focus on the rest in in stores they deal right with theft and they have theft prevention but there's a certain percentage that there's going to be theft with any type of retail operation or a bar or anything with cash anything like that um You're listening to The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11 and we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And remember, you can always listen online. Visit the website, dePietro.com. You can contact me there, send an email. If you ever miss any part of the show, you can uh, log on radio show. You can also listen live there, by the way. So wherever you are, anywhere in the world, you can listen live at the website. It's petro.com Just click on Listen Live. If you want to listen, maybe you know, you're know you away or you want to go back and listen to a guest, just click on Radio Show at the dashboard right on the website, and you can also then listen or re-listen, whatever it may be. And there's all the links to my social media that are right there. So whether it's Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or Instagram, it all starts. Folks, remember, it always begins and ends. The show never ends right there at dipetro.com. <laughs>